1: Welcome back to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. You can get all of your Pack-A-Day updates by following us on Twitter at Pack-A-Day Podcast. And remember to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, or Spotify. And of course, you can find us on cheeseheadtv.com. I'm Maggie Loney, and I'm joined by Andrew Mertig. And it is a Victory Monday show, the first podcast of 2024. What a great way to kick off the new year. Andrew, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic.
2: Happy New Year to everybody who is watching or listening. We we get the YouTube assignment, I assume, because Andy didn't want to stay up, uh, or he was doing something else for New Year's. I'm not sure, but like, what a game! You and I kind of jokingly had the conversation before the game started of like, how are we going to handle this if the Packers lose? Like, that was a very realistic possibility <laughs> coming in, and for them to just hammer the Vikings kind of overcome some adversity during the game that they haven't been able to do, especially lately. That's really exciting. So it's it's just super awesome to be here.
1: Yeah, really, really fun way to kick off the new year, considering how the last couple weeks had went. Big question mark. Hate those division games. Everybody's wanting to play spoiler at this point in the season. So obviously the Packers struggled against the Panthers. Um, still ended up winning, but...
2: Vikings. That, that's no, my I was, mistake.
1: no, I was talking about last week. They had struggled. So going into this week, we weren't entirely sure what the game was going to look like. Packers traveling to Minneapolis to take on the Vikings. Playoff on the line for both teams, obviously sitting at 7 and 8. It was kind of a win and keep your season alive. Vikings, of course, with a loss can still squeak in to the playoffs with they need a number of things to happen but the packers absolutely had to win this game to keep their playoff hopes alive so they go to minneapolis and they beat the vikings 33 to 10 to the point where we'll get to it sean clifford gets to come in in spot duty for jordan love so just couldn't have asked for a better way to wrap up the 2023 year so andrew why don't you kick us off here with that uh, first half recap
2: yeah, absolutely. So that was my mistake. I accidentally left the Panthers in the script. So <laughs> that's why the false correction there happened. But yeah, the the Packers end up winning the coin toss. They decide to start with the ball really aggressive. A deep shot on the very first play from scrimmage. Jaden Reed is a little offline. The, a run to Aaron Jones goes nowhere. And Romeo Dobbs can't cup, can't come up with what would have been a really, really acrobatic catch. Three and out for the Packers. That is not a good signal when you choose to start out with the ball. But the Vikings respond. A nice Jaron Hall scramble, but then a run that goes nowhere and an incomplete pass. The Vikings also go three and out. And so the Packers do get it back. Their second drive, Tucker Craft for five, followed by a short gain to Aaron Jones. Dobbs converts the third down with a great second effort. Kraft with a nice gain of 12, third and four. They get a big conversion to Bo Bo Melton for (laughs) 13. Aaron Jones, a huge gain on a toss play, Dylan run, and then a batted pass lead to third and eight. Love rolling to the left with pressure. Just overthrows Malik Heath for a would-be touchdown. Kind of felt like, okay, that's going to be a big missed opportunity in this game. Anders Carlson comes on, hits from 34, three to nothing good guys.
1: Yeah, it wasn't six, obviously, but it was nice to see the Packers put some points on the board first. I liked the play calling on that drive, and it was nice to see that offense kind of get comfortable early. Obviously, you wish that it would have been a touchdown. They were just a smidge away on that one. But yeah, good to see the Packers actually take the points instead of settling and maybe going for it and then not getting anything for that nice drive.
2: Yeah, really easy for like a young quarterback in his first start in this chaotic environment to kind of let that mess with his head, but certainly Love was able to bounce back and prevent that from being the case. The second play of the second drive uh, for the Vikings, Jaron Hall is a little off on the throw to Johnny Munt. It gets tipped up and Corey Ballantyne, Johnny on the spot with the interception. The second play of the Packers' third drive, Love throws a 33-yard absolute laser to Jaden Reed for a touchdown. Perfectly in stride 10 nothing green bay and then the vikings get it back two big runs by ty chandler that's uh, sets up the third vikings drive encroachment on kenny clark and then the uh ever difficult first and five for some reason uh nothing for chandler a deep shot to jefferson that was played really well by ballantyne although the throw is really off uh leads to a third and fourth Uh, Third and four, and that leads to a throwaway, a punt back to the Packers, and then they get a big A.J. Dillon run for the first to start that drive. A huge gain to Bo Melton on a great blitz pickup by Dillon. I can't say that enough. A.J. Dillon really stepped in, stoned the rusher, gave Love the time he needed. Love drifts back, throws it up off his back foot. Wide open, Bo Melton, which was the case most of the evening An offside on the Vikings gives the Packers first and five. Two Jones runs and a love shove leads to fourth and one. Love lost one to a wide open Bo Melton. He can't quite reel it in. Not an ideal throw. Tough catch, but one you would hope would be made. That is a turnover on downs.
1: Yeah, that one in the moment just felt like one that you're hoping doesn't come back to bite you at that point. You know, I wanted them to kick at that point, but I also really liked the play call that Matt drew up there. And it's just a missed opportunity. Should have been an early dagger with a very catchable ball. I shouldn't say very, a catchable ball. Jordan could have put the ball in a better spot as well. But, you know, just a missed opportunity there that, thankfully, now that we know, it didn't come back to bite them.
2: Yeah, and that's a moment. Packers should be up 17 to nothing. Vikings get the ball back. Easy to see a momentum swing there. Um, Hall hits Justin Jefferson on an out route. They followed up with a big gain to Jordan Addison, but then a combined sack by Van Ness and Colby Wooden. Third and 16 is checked down to Johnny Munt to get into field goal range. Greg Joseph nails a 54 yard attempt, and it is now 10 to three Green Bay. Packers get the ball back, and Jaden Reed goes for 15. Tucker Kraft for 13 and then four. A couple of Aaron Jones runs for a first down. Another first down run for Jones. Plus, they get illegal hands to the face on Minnesota. First and goal from the three. Love on a keeper extends the ball across the goal line 17 to three. Green Bay.
1: Yeah, it was too early at that point in the game to call that thing a dagger. But we, you know, because we've seen this defense play <laughs> enough this season. But yeah, we always say the Packers played differently with a lead. And I think one of the best forms of defense for Green Bay has been time of possession. So far, you know, the Packers were winning the turnover battle there. They had the interception early from Valentine. And then the time of possession battle as well. So it felt like a statement from Love to punch that thing in for six. And, you know, not that that 14 point lead was insurmountable, but they were really starting to stack momentum at that point in the game.
2: Absolutely. And Love, who's always so calm and collected, never too high, never too low, which I love about him, went to the sideline after that got reversed to a touchdown and sort of flexed a little mm-hmm. bit to his teammates. Uh, I love that. I, I love seeing the energy from Love and, and the confidence he's playing with right now it has to be a little scary for some opposing teams. Uh, but the Vikings, with four minutes left in the second, get a nice run after the catch by Josh Oliver for a gain of 12. A huge sack by Quay Walker, who almost hit Hall before he hit the <laughs> fifth step on his five-step drop uh, with an absolute fantastic play. Third and 16 after the two-minute warning, Hall airmails the throw. Uh, Jaden Reed throws up a late fair catch signal, gets hit hard, but the officials pick up the penalty. That definitely is a penalty by the law of the rule. I also don't love Jaden making the decision to throw up a very, very late fair catch signal. That's dangerous. Uh, but anyways, they don't call it. So Aaron Jones with a nice run, but holding brings it back. A couple of nice plays get to third and one, but the deep shot is overthrown to Jaden Reed. So the Vikings get the ball back and, and a, a chance to really make this a much closer game at halftime. Preston Smith bends the edge on Christian Darius on second down, gets the strip sack. That is recovered by Carl Brooks. 26 seconds left. The Packers get the ball back at the 37. What a gift. And now we're out to Dobbs for 12 and then a little crosser to Jaden Reed. He turns on the jets, turns on the power, takes it to the house. Carlson does end up missing an extra point, but it is twenty-three to three at halftime.
1: Yeah, I joked about this with Perry on Packs, what she said. But in 2021 and 2022, the Packers lost the first game in the series against Minnesota and then responded with a blowout in their second meeting. So, a lot of ball game left, Abby, at this point. But to go 23 and 3 at the half, you couldn't have asked for much more from this Packers team in all three phases, truly. I mean, you're talking about missed extra points, and we'll talk about some special teams blunders here a little bit later. But with a playoff spot on the line against a division opponent in an away game, just really solid performance in the first half for this Packers team that was missing some significant starters.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And so you go into halftime, you're feeling really great as a Packers fan. The Vikings of course make the quarterback change Nick Mullins to start the second half. And you're like, eh, Nick Mullins hasn't played that well. Yeah. Uh, but then he starts to matriculate the ball down the field, a big gain to Justin Jefferson another on a screen Chandler, but a full start and an ineligible man downfield set Minnesota back this is Packers territory, right? Uh, Keyshawn Nixon comes screaming in with the sack. It's second and 28. What could possibly go wrong here? A check down gets them into a third and a little bit more manageable, but then Justin Jefferson gets loose in the secondary to pick the first down.
1: Yeah, I think it came on the screen. It was like third and 14. All right, drink. Vikings picked it up. Like, let's, just, let's keep it rolling. We knew exactly what was going to happen at that point
2: yeah and so then a third and three check down to Chandler a missed tackle but Keyshawn Nixon comes in and hangs on for the stop that is quietly a very key moment in the game because I don't I didn't see which corner missed that tackle but if Chandler gets past Nixon even if he doesn't score a touchdown it's easy first and and that's a lot of momentum for for the Vikings but then it is fourth and four because of that stop they have to go for it. it ends up being an incomplete pass turnover on downs In a big sigh
0: of relief. What's going on, Packer fans? It is time that you make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day routine. If you guys know anything about me whatsoever, you know that I love pizza, that every time the Packers win, I have a victory pizza. And what you should also know is that victory pizza is from Little Caesars. I This is no joke. Little Caesars, by far and away, my favorite pizza. What you can do is you can order online during their Pizza Pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day on Sunday, and then you can get ready for football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza, pick the toppings you crave. Either way, you win. For me, I have the same order every single time. I'm going with their hot and ready pizza, pepperoni, no questions about it, and more importantly than anything else, always, 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 always get the crazy bread. It is in my opinion, the best food that you can get on the market. I'm not joking. I love crazy bread. Love, love, love crazy bread. Get it every single time. You win when you get crazy bread. And speaking of winning, literally everyone scores with convenient delivery or their in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends, enjoy a few slices during the game, and always get your victory pizza from Little Caesars. You won't regret it. Pizza, pizza. Hey, friends. That was until I found GameTime. GameTime is so easy to use with a low price guarantee, event cancellation protection, easy to find tickets, and an even easier to use app. GameTime is the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds and they are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through emails and have those same panicky moments that I did the day of a game. So next time you're buying tickets, make sure you snag them using GameTime, stress-free. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code packaday for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code packaday for $20 off. Oh, and GameTime is also a great way to buy tickets for a holiday gift. Just make sure to use code packaday. Download GameTime today, last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed.
1: Yeah, the Vikings had to go for it at that point out of necessity, down three scores in the third. But, you know, they picked up the initial third and long to keep everything alive. And then the Packers are able to clamp down in the red zone and get the ball back. So still maintaining that three score lead at this point. And fingers crossed that Preston Smith is OK. He did come back into the game shortly after with his ankle taped up. But never great when you see one of your vets, um, especially at a position, you know, where there's some need right now um, down like that on the field. So seems like there's good news, but waiting, of course, we're recording this right after the game. So we'll see what the injury
2: news is a little bit later. For sure, a few of those um, that we'll talk about at the end of this show. But Aaron Jones starts the Packers' first drive of the second half with a 26-yard run. Packers miss on a deep shot to Dobbs, but come back on third down. They get 14 to Malik Heath for the conversion. A check down to Jones. Uh, take He he takes for 10. Uh, run after run after run. Then Love finds Bo Melton wide open in the back corner of the end zone. 30-3 to three Packers. That was a 13-play, 91-yard drive, taking eight minutes off.
1: Yeah, and I think four touchdowns total was the most in Love's career at this point, right? I mean, he's up to 30 passing touchdowns on the season. Just really impressive stuff from the first year starter, especially without some of the players that, you know, we thought he'd have in the lineup. No Watson this week, no Wicks. Luke Musgrave, obviously still on IR, although he is designated to return. So just a really, really impressive performance from QB1.
2: Yeah, and uh, a friend of mine, shout-out Jared, uh, pointed out that Jordan Love is now ninth all-time in Packers touchdown passes. So, <laughs> <laughs> moving up the charts, just a few more to go to catch up uh, to, you know, the top three there. But uh, that this leads us into the fourth quarter with a 27-point lead. The Vikings are punting. The game's over, except they decide to put Samari Touré back there uh, <laughs> to field the punt. He gets hit, fumbles, and the Vikings were cover at the eight a play action touchdown to johnny munt makes the game 30 to 10 the packers then respond again adversity in this game they respond they go 57 yards on 13 plays they take another 755 off the clock i haven't seen the time of possession in this game but i bet it's outrageous they get the field goal but the time off the clock essentially ends any slim chance minnesota had the vikings drive down the field and they fail on fourth and goal and then from there, it's just the Packers running out the clock and, of course, upsetting Andrew Booth significantly.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned it at the top of the show, right? But how wild was it that we're talking about, you know, keep going back to it, playoffs on the line here, Packers have to win to stay in contention, and we have Sean a Sean Clifford sighting. And it's not because Jordan Love got benched, right? It's because Jordan Love played so well that they had to trot out Sean Clifford because the game was all but wrapped at that point. So really fun to see, you know, him get a shot with a really nice completion to Bo Melton who was wide open on a busted coverage so just a an all-around really nice performance from this Packers team and not to derail the show by any means but I did think it was really funny to hear uh Chris Collinsworth in the booth kind of tiptoeing around the Joe Barry thing when he was like hey there's Joe Barry and I know we we think there'll probably still be a coordinator change you know I'm not naive I'm not I don't have my head in the sand here but I do like Joe Barry so that was (laughs) <laughs> that was pretty funny to hear. like, as a nationally broadcasted game from Collinsworth,
2: yeah, that that was a, a little uh, over the top honesty uh, that that you don't necessarily <laughs> expect from the the you know booth coverage there. Um, so that's what happened in this game. The The ending was a lot less stress free than the games that we have been covering over the last probably eight weeks. Uh, but we do want to talk a little bit about your key players of the game. So Maggie, who, who did you go with? <sighs>
1: See, and this is hard because I feel like so many guys would get a game ball if we were giving out game balls. Like, it's tempting, mm-hmm. obviously, to say Bo Melton stepped in in big moments, got his first career touchdown. And I think he also was Green Bay's first 100 yard receiver of the season, which is just baffling to think about here in week 17. Jaden Reed also, you know, obviously deserves the nod, had two touchdowns, broke Sterling Sharp's receptions record um, as a rookie. So he's also deserving of a ball, but. I feel like it just, it kind of has to be Jordan love and you could argue it for a number of players on offense, but just an exceptional night from Jordan love against a good Brian Flores led defense, 24 of 33, 256 yards, three passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, 125.3 rating, which I think is his second best of the season behind. I think only the lions game on Thanksgiving. So division opponent on the road, playoff spot on the line. We've said it right already. The moment just didn't seem too big for him. And, Talking about the playoffs, talking about an evaluative year, like whatever we're doing with the Packers, whether or not they make the playoffs, they found their quarterback and you see him show up time and time again in big moments. And that was just what he did tonight as well.
2: Yeah, I I was with you. There were just so many players that went through my head. Bo Melton, Jaden Reed. Of course, Love, I I think, was phenomenal in this game. Aaron Jones had a really, really fantastic game as well. Uh, You could even go with a guy like Preston Smith, Keyshawn Nixon. I think... You know, the corners played really well. You didn't even hear Carrington Valentine's name at all tonight. Valentine, of course, made some plays. Um, but I'm going to go with the whole offensive line. There there are a lot of other players that deserve credit. But the the way I think about this, there's a highly disruptive defense. We know what Brian Flores can do, especially to young quarterbacks. The Packers did whatever they wanted to do on both the ground and through the air. And, and that was because... The offensive line really controlled the game. The the Packers won in the trenches on both sides of the ball, uh, something we can't always say, but especially in offense, they, they really, really controlled the game. Um, I love the way that this unit is gelling. I think that Rasheed Walker and Zach Tom are both playing at an elite level. That doesn't mean that they're going to be elite tackles. I mean, I think Tom is trending that way, but right now they are playing phenomenally and like, I know we we get so lazy as people that like are are fans and and talk about the team a lot. But like, to me, the way this team is heating up, and playing, it does remind me a little bit of that 2010 stretch where like Aaron Rodgers could not make a mistake. His stats didn't always look great. Sometimes, you know, it was like, let's ride James Starks. Sometimes the defense was carrying the team, but it was like everything was clicking and that's the way they look tonight. Now, super young team that could change next week. They could come out and lay an egg, but um, you know, you love to see the momentum that they're building right now.
1: Yeah. So talking about the momentum and just, you know, this being one of the more complete games from this Packers team this entire season and coming at a good time, obviously, with that playoff spot on the line. Now that they know the scenario is winning in at home next week, hosting the Bears. What were some of your key plays or a key play of the game?
2: Yeah, I I would say the Preston Smith strip sack right before the half. Minnesota has a chance to go down, cut into the lead, build a lot of momentum, and they're going to get the ball first coming out of halftime. But instead, Jaron Hall holds the ball a little bit too long. Preston absolutely beats Christian out, which is so impressive. I mean, Preston Smith has been one of the shining stars on this defense um, in a team that doesn't have a lot of shining stars on the defense and I really love the way that he has played a huge huge change of momentum on that play Um, it potentially changes the outcome of the game because backers are able to go down and turn that into seven points of their own
1: yeah I'll take the easy layup here and I'm going to say the Corey Ballantyne interception we talked about you know we were talking about our players of the game he was right in that conversation as well. First career interception, which is kind of crazy to think about. And it came at such a good time. We were talking about, you know, on previous weeks with our Sunday night show that we haven't seen too many turnovers from this Packers defense lately. And of course they get a big one in a huge moment tonight, but no Jair, no Stokes. We kind of talked about the narratives going into this game and Valentine showed out in a huge way. He had the early interception. He locked up Justin Jefferson in some really nice moments. And it was just nice to see the secondary put out a performance like that and actually be attacking, get some PBUs, considering some of the recent struggles that they've had as a unit.
2: All right. I'm going to talk about injuries, but after that, just to just not put you on the spot tonight, I'm going to ask you what you think about the game next week. Okay.
1: (laughs) Okay. Great. Got so, it.
2: So, anyways, the, there were some injuries tonight, unfortunately. Uh, of course, you had talked about Preston Smith uh, going out with apparently a leg injury. He did have a heavily taped ankle. He was able to return to the game, but you never know the significance of that. Sometimes players can play through it, the, the game, and then, you know, they get back and it swells up or something. So, uh, that's one definitely to keep your eye out on. Jaden Reed had a chest injury and did not return to the game i i would assume that was relatively precautionary and jane reed has been playing through so many injuries this season um, that you expect that he comes back but we we will wait and see that's going to be a huge one for uh going up against that bears defense which is playing really well aj Dillon left with what they reported as a stinger but i thought he was you know holding his already injured hand a little bit yeah so we'll, we'll see what the report was there um And you'll probably know more than we do while we're recording. And then Josh Myers, of course, on that final drive, gets hurt. That looks scary. It was a knee. He did walk off under his own power. Uh, It it looked like Luke Buccas came over and was kind of joking around with him. So hopefully that's not a significant one. But um, again, we will wait to hear on that because this team is really, really, really banged up. And it would be nice if they would start to trend towards healthy. Uh, Another similarity to the 2010 (laughs) season in that nobody can stay healthy at all. Uh, but, but uh, of course, that sets us up for Green Bay versus Chicago at Lambeau Field uh, next Sunday at three three twenty five Lambeau time, as it was announced. Uh, any quick uh, thoughts on on that matchup and that game?
1: I mean, I know it's been, what, like five years now at this point, but I do think that, you know, the move to have divisional games as the final game of the season has made such a difference in, like, the competitive nature of the NFL because if the Packers were going up against, like, the Titans in Week 18, there's not a ton to play for, right? Like, there's not a ton of juice, but... Last season, obviously we saw it. The Lions got to come in and play spoiler this season. The Bears have the opportunity to come to Lambeau and do the same thing after being embarrassed week one. So just really sets up some really intriguing matchups. Obviously we're seeing the Bills and Dolphins on Sunday night football. So the Packers obviously can win it. We know that they've done it. And we'll see, you know, Matt LaFleur seems to coach his best when his team's back is up against a wall and going into the playoffs. I think I saw on Twitter too, correct me if I'm wrong, but in his five seasons as head coach, he's always had something to play for in week 18. There's always been a playoff spot on the line. So just really impressive stuff from LaFleur as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and of course, you know the Bears want to play spoiler, and weirdly enough, after being left for dead halfway through the season, the Bears probably find themselves in a pretty similar situation mm-hmm. to where the Lions were last year—a team that is trending up. They yeah. have a lot of decisions to make, but a lot of capital uh, leading into the off season. So, you know, the first can- overall pick. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And if they can go in feeling really good about themselves, I think with all the cap space and and all of the draft capital that they have, they can really propel themselves into an exciting offseason. And for the Packers, of course, everything's on the line. And so this is a, a year where all you and I asked for was a proper assessment of what Jordan Love is. Yep. We know now. Right. I'm done doubting. I'm I'm done thinking about it. This is the guy. Yeah. And so now the bonus is you can potentially go into the playoffs, get experience for Jordan Love, get experience for an incredibly young team and a playoff atmosphere. And then you have nothing to lose. You can play the spoiler. You you can do all sorts of fun things. So that would be really great. Um, I am so excited because for the first time since I have moved to California, I get to fly back next week and and attend a game in person. I didn't know if it was going to mean anything, especially <laughs> halfway through the season. So uh, that is really, really, really exciting. And um, of course, Andy will be back doing the YouTube stream the rest of the gang will be back doing the audio stream all the rest of the week to get you ready for the biggest game of the season. And we are really, really excited about that. But that, that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the pack day podcast. You can find Maggie on Twitter at Maggie J Loney, and also check out packs. What she said, and you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Please subscribe to the podcast and consider giving us a five star rating, whether you're following it on YouTube or the audio version we really appreciate that It allows us to be super successful and and uh do what we do every single day uh you can catch kyle maggie and myself every single monday on the audio version and we will be back next week with a breakdown of that week 18 game against the chicago bears thanks so much for listening and as always remember go pack go
1: go pack go